Okay, praises be to our loving Father that we are gathered once again to study his words and his commandments. Uh, welcome to another episode of the BHP. Our topic for tonight is under law or under grace. It's a question that we pose to all of you. And the reason why we seek to answer this question under law or under grace is because there are people who continue to refuse to observe the Sabbath because they believe it's no longer applicable for those who follow King Yahushua. And we know one of the primary reasons for objecting to the observance of uh, Sabbath, uh, Sabbath is because they say, well, our King Yahusha did not observe it. In fact, they even insist that Yahusha broke the Sabbath. However, in our previous Bible studies like this, we have shown to you without a shadow of any doubt that our King Yahusha did not break the Sabbath. Instead, what did he do? He restored the Sabbath to Torah. In other words, he restored the Sabbath to how it ought to be observed free from the leaven of the Pharisees. That's the primary objection that people give, which when they say that we no longer need to observe the Sabbath. The number two reason is when they say that we are no longer under the law, we are under grace. Now, what does that mean and where does it come from? In Romans chapter 6, verse 15, for sin shall have shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Apostle Paul is the one teaching here, and he's teaching us concerning the law. He says, we are not under law, but under grace. Now, what does that mean? How do people interpret this passage? Well, there are many who interpret it like this. The law mentioned in Romans 6.14 refers to the Ten Commandments. And so it is obsolete for those who are under grace. And because of this interpretation, they claim that those under grace, the Sabbath, is also obsolete. Because when you look at the commandments of Yahuwah Abba, it contains the observance of Sabbath. And so if one is under grace, which they say is the age during these times, then we are no longer obligated to observe the Sabbath. However, when you really think about this allegation, when you think about their basis in making this uh, statement, it also means then that if we are no longer under, if we are under grace and therefore no longer subject to the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah Abba, then does it mean that those under grace can, can now commit murder? Can they now commit adultery? Can they now steal? Can they now become false witnesses? Can they now covet what belongs to their neighbor? Of course, we know the answer is no. It doesn't make any sense. This is why we need to understand what does it mean that we are no longer under law. What law is being referred to there? When we go to Romans chapter 6, verse 14, let's read it again. For sin shall, have, shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. And so according to those who reject the Sabbath, if you are under grace, you are no longer under the Ten Commandments, which is part of the law. However, for us to be able to make the conclusion what this passage actually means, we need to first understand well, what law and what does grace mean, right? And so let's go ahead and take a look at Romans 6, 
14 again, and look at the context, even within the passage. And later on, we'll take a look at the context within the chapter and also the context of the entire scripture. So Romans 6, verse 14, uh, what law is being referred to there? For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What do we need to understand about the Torah? The Torah is the general law of Yahuwah Abba. Under the Torah, the general law of Yahuwah Abba, there are many teachings and many laws. And so when it says here, not under law, what aspect of the Torah, what aspect of Yahuwah's law is Apostle Paul referring to? Well, we get an idea because he makes the connection here in verse 14. He says, sin shall not have dominion over you for, right? That's, there's the connection. Connection is being made. For you are not under law. And so when Apostle Paul said, you are not under law, it is in the context of sin having dominion over you. And that's why he said, sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under law. So the question is this, what aspect of the Torah what aspect of the law is Apostle Paul referring to when he said, you are not under law? Let's read Romans 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Yahushua has made me free from the law of sin and death. And so when Apostle Paul said that you are not under law, what aspect of the law was he referring to? The law of sin and death, not the Ten Commandments, but the law of sin and death. Now, what is this law of sin and death? Romans 3, 9 to 12, what then? Are we better than they? Not at all, for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. What is the law of sin and death? First of all, it tells us that all human beings are guilty of sin because there's only one who met the perfect standard of Yahuwah Abba. What's his name again? Yahusha Mashiach. Outside of Yahusha, there is none who does good. No not one. So the law of sin and death tells us all human beings are guilty of sin. And because all are guilty of sin, what is the consequence of that? We know this passage very well, Romans 5 verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, death through sin, thus death spread to all men because all sin. What is the consequence of sin? The Bible says, Sin has entered the world and death has spread to all men. And so because of sin, there is death. Why? Because there's a law of sin and death. What is that law of sin and death that is applicable to all human beings? Because we are all guilty of sin. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Yahushua, our Lord. So what is the law of sin and death? If one commits sin, he has to pay what? The wages of 
sin. What is the wage of sin? It is death. That's the law of sin and death. Death, I mean, sin has a penalty attached to it, which is death. But juxtaposed to this law of sin and death is what is called grace, the gift of God. Isn't that what grace means? I mean, what does grace actually mean? A gift, right? The gift of salvation, the gift of everlasting life. So Apostle Paul in Romans 6, verse 23, he's telling us about the law of sin and death, right? And he's also telling us about grace. What's the law of sin and death? One who commits sin must pay for his or her own sin. That's the law. What's the gift, however, that is offered to human beings, a free gift? It is the gift of eternal life. That's grace. So what does it mean to be under grace? Well, they need to benefit from the eternal life, which is freely given by Yahuwah Abba through who? Our king, Yahushua HaMashiach. Remember, we want to identify those who are under grace. And what does that actually mean? Well, how can one receive this grace? Let's read the book of Romans 8, 2 down to 4. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Yahushua has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. How can we be recipients of this grace that Yahuwah God wants to give us? By being with or having faith in our king, Yahushua. You see, by ourselves. Can we satisfy the requirement of the law? We cannot because we are weak. And so because we are weak, we are subject to the law of sin and death. But Yahuwah, in his grace, provided the means by which we can be set free from the law of sin and death. How so? Through our king, Yahushua. So we have to rely on his work, not our work, because our works alone cannot satisfy the requirement of the law for us to be righteous, for us to be justified. This is why we rely on the work of Yahushua, not our works, but the work of Yahushua. And the work of Yahushua is offered to us to be accepted as gift, as grace. Why can't we Rely on our own work so that we can be justified and receive salvation. Galatians 3, 10, 13, and 14. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. For it is written, curses everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Yahushua, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit, according to Apostle Paul in his explanation. Why cannot we rely on our works according to the law so that we can be set free from the law of sin and death? That's because for us to be able to, to become justified by the law, and be set free from the law of sin and death. We have to perform and obey 
everything written in the book and continue to do so perfectly. Can any of us do that? Of course, we cannot do that. This is why we cannot rely on our own works because if we rely on our own works, guess what? It's not good enough. And if it's not good enough, what does the law say? Well, we have to die or pay the wages of sin. That's the curse of the law. But what's the free gift of Yahuwah Abba? He gave Yahushua so that he will hang on the cross, hang on the tree, so that we can be redeemed from the curse of the law. This being this redemption from the curse of the law is called what? According to Apostle Paul, Romans 5, 1 to 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Yahushua Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So Apostle Paul is now explaining what grace is. Remember, we need to identify the two parts. When Apostle Paul said in Romans 6.14, you are not under law, but under grace. And so we know being under grace means involving faith with our king, Yahusha. Because we are justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord, Yahusha. Access by faith into this grace. And so grace is obtained through our king, Yahushua. And how is this grace obtained? Again, let's continue reading Apostle Paul's teaching, 5, 8 to 11, because we just came from Romans chapter 5. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his, his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies... We were reconciled to him through the death of the son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only this, not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Yahushua Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. How can we obtain this grace from Yahushua? Through his death. Because by his blood, we are justified. What does it mean that we are justified? We are saved on, from the day of wrath. And so we will receive salvation on the day of salvation. We shall receive justification from his blood. That's part of this package that we call grace. It is obtained by the blood of our king, Yahusha. What also does that mean? Romans 5, 17 down to 19. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace, right? And of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Yahushua Christ. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners. So also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. What is included in the justification process through the blood of Yahushua? 
we, not only will we, will we be saved from the wrath of Abba, we will also be made righteous in the eyes of Yahuwah, our God. This is the gift. You notice that? This is the abundant provision of grace and gift. And so in this gift called grace, we have access through the blood of Yahusha, the standing of being, justice, uh, being just before Yahuwah Abba, righteous before him, deserving of his salvation. Not on our own ability, but because of Yahusha. And so because of this, there, there are many people who reject our King Yahusha because they say if Yahuwah Abba is going to make other people righteous, even though they're sinners, that's basically rejecting the law, right? This is why there are so many people who call themselves Jews who cannot accept the gospel message because they say it makes Yahuwah Abba break his own law. And so there are those who condemn the salvation message through Yahushua on grounds that they are not following Torah. And you know who is uh, one who wants, who tries to become famous and trying to rebuke Christianity or so-called Christianity or salvation through Yahushua uh, is a Jew, forgot his name, but he made, made a TikTok. You know what a TikTok is? I think a lot of us know what TikTok is, right? And this Jew claims that he destroys Christianity in two minutes. And this is what he says. Um, let's go ahead and listen to it. Jew destroyed Christianity in two minutes. That's what he said in his TikTok. And look at, I want you to pay attention to his basis, okay? Because he's making the claim that uh, salvation through Yahusha breaks Torah. And this is also the many claim of people when they look at Romans 6.14. It means if you're under grace, it means you have to break Torah. You have to break the law. But that's not true. It's a misunderstanding. Those who have that belief basically also subscribe to uh, this Jew here who teaches about how Yahusha and his ministry and Yahuwah's plan for salvation will break Torah if it's according to uh, the New Testament. Let's go ahead and listen to his uh, TikTok. What's so wrong with their religion? They point into the Bible many places and say, you see, this is pointing to them. But what does the Bible really say? What is the main point of their religion? A Jewish man was killed, hanging on a cross, hanging on a pole. And because of his death, they believe their sins are forgiven. But what does the Torah say? The Torah clearly says, no man will die for another man's sins. The fathers will not die for the sins of the sons, and the sons will not die for the sins of the fathers. Every man will die for his own sin. Mm -hmm. So what is the basic accusation of the uh, Jewish uh, rabbi who just spoke a while ago there? He's basically telling us that Yahusha's death on the cross, if it means salvation for us who are sinners, then it's a violation of Torah, right? What violation is made? Because there's a law concerning the sinner. What is that? Deuteronomy 24, 16, fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall the children be put to death for their fathers. A person shall be put to death for his own sin. And so according to the rabbi, if you will accept the message of our King Yahushua, 
that he will pay for our sins if we are with him, then we are forcing Yahusha to break the law, to break the Torah. Question, did Yahusha abolish the law? What is your answer? No. Will he ever break the law? What is your answer? No, because if he were to break the law, then he would be what? A sinner. And if he is a sinner, how then can he be our example? How then can he purchase our redemption for us if he is a sinner? No, Yahusha said he came to fulfill the law and he did completely fulfill the law. And he did it perfectly without any stain, without any blemish. And so what happened? What did Yahusha do so that he would not break this law concerning the sinner? When he will pay for the sins of many and make them righteous. What do you think he did? Let's read the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. That is the law of commandments contained in ordinances. So as to create in himself one new man from the two thus making peace. What did our king Yahusha do? So he will not break the law of Abba concerning the sinner. When he will pay for the sins of people so that they can obtain salvation and the condition of being righteous. Bible says, Apostle Paul said that our King Yahusha created in himself what? One new man. When he created in himself one new man, what did he abolish? Enmity. What is enmity? That is the result of the law of sin and death. You see, when there is sin, there's a penalty for sin. And there's also atonement practices for sin found in ordinances. And so according to Apostle Paul, when Yahushua paid for the, when he, when he created in himself the one new man, he abolished the law of sin and death. In other words, he sets us free from the law, uh, sets us free from the law of sin and death without violating the law of sin and death. How? He created the one new man. Oh, wait a minute. How does that allow our King Yahushua to pay for the sins of other people without violating the law of Yahuwah? Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the ecclesia. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And so how was our King Yahushua able to purchase us by means of his blood so that we will be counted righteous and recipients of salvation without violating the law of God concerning the sinner? We all know this passage, right? The two that Yahushua created in himself to be one new man, he became the head. And what became of his body? What is the body? That is his ecclesia, right? And so one head, one body in the eyes of Abba, one new man. This is what is missed by many. This is what the rabbi missed. This is why he refuses Yahusha and accuses him of breaking Torah. He does not break Torah because he created in himself through Yahuwah Abba's will for him to create the one new man. Why did he create the one new man? 
so that he doesn't break Torah. He doesn't break the law. This is why it's wrong to say if you are under grace, you cannot break the law. No. Then what's the whole point of Yahushua and Yahuwah planning together so that they would not have to abolish the law of Yahuwah Abba if they're going to tell you, oh, by the way, now you can break the law because, after, because Yahushua has become, we, not, we are under grace now. You cannot break the law. It doesn't make sense. Yahuwah Abba and Yahushua HaMashiach did not break the law when he gave us the gift of salvation. The giving of the gift does not mean violation of the law. And so what do we obtain? When we are with Yahusha, let's read the book of Hebrews 9, 11 to 12. When Christ uh, came as high priest of the good things that are already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not man-made. That is to say, not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. And so according to the Holy Scriptures, if we belong to Yahusha, if we are in his body, he's our head, right? If we are in his body and he is the head, if we have this fellowship with our King Mashiach, what do we also enjoy? Eternal redemption. Why? Because by means of his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood becoming the perfect sacrifice. He has redeemed us and cleansed us so that we can have that standing before Yahuwah. And this is why when Yahusha offered himself to be a sacrifice, we have a perpetual redemption. And so we are cleansed already in the eyes of Yahuwah. Abba, what does this mean? The book of, uh, in same book, Hebrews 9, 11 and 12. We read 12, 11 and 12. Let's read now 13 and 15. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called uh, may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Those who are included in Yahushua, covered by his shed blood. What does this include as a blessing? Not only are they cleansed, the Bible says their sins have been forgiven. And this is why when we observe the laws of Moses today, these ceremonial laws no longer apply to us. Why? Because it's abolished? What is your answer? Are the ceremonial laws abolished? It wasn't abolished. But we don't need to do it. Why? Because we have already been cleansed. And who received the cleansing power by means of the blood of Yahushua? Those who belong to him. Those who were identified with him. And so because of this, they are now under grace. And if you are under grace, the sins committed under the first covenant have been set free. We have been set free from the sins 
committed under the first covenant. So to answer the question, who then are those who are under grace and have been set free from the first covenant? Romans 8, 1 to 4, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Yahushua, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Yahushua has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So who are those who are under grace? They are the ones who are in Christ Yahushua. If they are apart from Christ Yahushua, then they're again under the law of sin and death. But if you are under Yahushua, then you are under grace because the gift and grace of Yahuwah Abba for salvation and righteousness is Yahushua. This is why we can now answer the question under law or under grace. What's, the, what's your answer? Are we under law or under grace? We are under grace, right? Does it mean we are no longer under the Ten Commandments? No, we are under grace so that we can fulfill the Ten Commandments. And that's what we're going to show next. You see, when you look at Romans chapter 6, and the verse is 14, when it says, for you are not under law, but under grace, what does the law represent there? Is it the Ten Commandments? No, it represents uh, that we are no longer subject to the law of sin and death. And what does grace mean? Being under grace. We have a new identity with Christ. So those who are new with Christ, those who have a new identity with Yahushua, they're no longer under the subject of law, of the subject to the law of sin and death. And because of this, sin should not have dominion over them. Uh, now, of course, we have to check uh, the context. Is that what it actually means? When Apostle Paul says you're no longer under law, that it means you're no longer subject to the law of sin and death, and that those who are under grace means those who are, have new identity with Christ, we have to check the entire context, right? This is our explanation. And where do we get this explanation from? Do we make it up? We got it from the context of the whole scriptures, right? Because there are those who use Romans 6.14, and when they get to the part not under law, they say Ten Commandments. But under grace, your new identity with Christ. Uh, so they're saying if you are under grace and you have a new identity with Christ, then you are no longer a subject to the Ten Commandments. And so our explanation is no, uh, when it says not under law, it's not in reference to the Ten Commandments. But it means no longer subject to the law of sin and death. Now, let's go ahead and put that to the test. In the same chapter, okay? We're not going to go far. Just the same chapter. Romans chapter 6. Because you know what we do in this program, right? We check the context. What does that mean? Checking what is in the chapter. We already checked what is in the entire scripture, right? We know Yahusha is not going to break the law. And so when, the, when Yahuwah God gave us grace... It doesn't mean he abolished the law. He gave us grace by fulfilling the law, right? That's why he created in himself the one new 
men, okay? So now let's look at the same chapter, Romans chapter 6, and test this explanation. And so let's read Romans 6, 14, and verse 23 to give us the context. Romans 6, 14, 23. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Yahushua, our Lord. So according to Romans chapter 6, verse 23 now explains verse 14. When Apostle Paul says you are not under law, what is he referring to? The law of sin and death. The wages of sin is death. What is that again? The law of sin and death. And so when he says you're not under law, he's referring to the law of sin and death. When he says you're not, you are under grace, what is he referring to? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Yahusha. So what is that grace? Being in Christ Yahusha, right? And so, okay, what does that mean? To be in Christ Yahusha. Again, let's stay in Romans chapter 6 because Apostle Paul explains this to us. Romans 6, 1 to 4. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Yahushua, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. How can a person be in Christ Yahushua so that they can be under grace? Apostle Paul gives us the explanation. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, no, because we already died to sin. We already are set free from the love of sin and death. How? When we were what? What does it say there? When we were baptized. When a person's baptized, where is he added to? Where is he added to again? In the body of Yahusha. And so through baptism, we become parts of Yahusha. We have new identification with Yahusha. We are one with him now. What is the significance of being one with him? We can now be set free from the law of sin and death without violating the law of Yahuwah concerning the law of sin and death. Do you get it? Right? This is why Apostle Paul is explaining to us the grace of Yahuwah Abba involves receiving the gift, the grace, by baptism, being added to the body of Yahusha. However, what's the purpose of Yahuwah's grace? Is it so that we can sin? No. It's so that we can have a new way of life. You see that part at the end? So we should walk in newness of life. So the purpose of baptism, the purpose of grace is not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah Abba. What's the proof? Let's keep reading. Remember, we're getting the context. Does it mean we are to abolish the Ten Commandments after we receive baptism? After we are under grace, we're going to forget the Ten Commandments? Uh, five down to nine. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with 
that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For we, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Do you sense the theme Apostle Paul is talking about Romans chapter 6? What is the theme? Conquering sin and death. Why? Because he's talking about the law of what? Sin and death. Do you see how the theme continues all the way throughout the entire chapter of Romans chapter 6? So the theme is about conquering the law of sin and death and obtaining the grace of Yahuwah's salvation. And so when one has obtained the grace of Yahuwah's salvation through baptism into Christ Yahusha, being united together with our King Yahusha, what is its purpose? So that we will no longer be slaves to what? Sin. So that death will no longer have dominion over us because it doesn't have dominion over him, our King Yahusha. And so what is the expectation? If we are no longer slaves of sin, Romans 6, 10 to 13, for the, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Yahushua, our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your moral body that you should obey in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of righteous, unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Isn't that very clear? According to Apostle Paul, those who have received grace, those who were under grace, how did they get the grace again? They were baptized into union with Christ Yahusha. And so Yahusha becomes the head. We become parts of the body. And when we are in Yahusha, we are set free from the, the law of sin and death. When we are set free from the law of sin and death, what is the purpose of Yahuwah? That we no longer become instruments of unrighteousness, but become instruments of what? Righteousness. I want you to keep that in mind because we, we're going to go back. We're going to go to that later on. Okay. What is the purpose of grace so that we can become what again? Instruments of righteousness. We're going to go back to that. But let's continue with our study of Romans 6.14. We read verse 13. What am I going to read next? The verse in question, right? Do you see now the context of Romans 6.14, right? And so after Apostle Paul explains that for those who are under grace, Sin and death has no power over them anymore because they're in Christ Yahusha. Then 614 comes. 614 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law. What law was he talking about all this time? The law of sin and death. Isn't that clear? All this time he was talking about the law of sin and death. But under grace, how was his grace obtained again? Through baptism. Baptism into fellowship with our king, Yahusha. And so this verse is not telling us that for those under grace, they are no longer to obey the Ten Commandments. No, the Bible's telling us for those under grace, they should no longer have sin 
dominating them. Instead, they should be instruments of what again? Righteousness. What proves this? We read already the passages before Romans 6.14, right? Now let's, let's read the passages after 6.14. We read 14. Let's read now 15 to 18. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under law, but under grace by no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Apostle Paul says, though you used to be slaves to sin. In other words, what was our former condition? We were in bondage to the law of sin and death, right? But we were set free. How were we set free? Through grace. How did we have access by faith through this grace? By receiving what again? Baptism so that we can be one with Yahusha. So that he can set us free from the law of sin and death. What is the purpose of setting us free from the law of sin and death? Verse 18 is the answer. You have been set free from sin, right? The law of sin and death. And have become slaves to what? Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal of grace. The goal of grace is not to abolish righteousness. The goal of grace is to fulfill righteousness. Here again, the question, how can we, instead of becoming slaves to sin, we become slaves to righteousness? How can we fulfill this uh, purpose of grace? Let's read 7 now, Romans 7, 7 and 12. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Indeed. I would not have known what sin was except through the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, do not covet. So then the law is holy. The commandment is holy, righteous, and good. And so did Apostle Paul teach that, he, that the law, the Ten Commandments, has been, have been abolished? Is that what he said? Did he say that we are now above the Ten Commandments, above the law? No. What is Apostle Paul teaching us? He's teaching us that we have been set free from the law of sin and death. Why? So that we will not be slaves to sin, but slaves to righteousness. And how can we identify what sin is? Because if we are going to be no longer slaves of sin, I think we need to know what sin is. We have to define sin, right? How is sin defined? It's the breaking of the commandments. The Ten Commandments. What's the proof? Apostle Paul quoted the Ten Commandments. He said, for I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said do not covet. And so the Ten Commandments gives us a definition of sin. Definition of sin is lawlessness, breaking the law of Yahuwah Abba, the Ten Commandments. And what is being slaves to righteousness? What is considered righteous according to Apostle Paul? He said the law is holy. The commandment is holy, righteous, and good. Again, I'm going to ask you, 
What's the purpose of our grace? What is it? To be slaves to what again? Yeah. So that we can walk in righteousness. But how can we do that? By obeying what? The Ten Commandments. Because the Ten Commandments is holy, righteous, and good. And so Apostle Paul did not say, if we are under grace, in other words, if we are one with Yahushua, that we no longer are to obey the commandments of Yahuwah. What does it mean we are not under law? We are not subject to the law of sin and death anymore. We have freedom from that. We should rejoice, right? And how do we express our joy? By becoming slaves to righteousness, obeying the Ten Commandments. And so... Nowhere does Apostle Paul teach us that the Ten Commandments have been abolished because there's no way he's going to contradict what our King Yahushua said. You know what our King Yahushua said? This is what he said in Matthew 5, 17 and 20. Do not think that I have come to do away with the law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets. I have not come to do away with them, but to make their teachings come true. Remember that as long as heaven and earth last, not the least point nor the smallest detail of the law, will be done away with, not until the end of all things. So then, whoever disobeys even the least important of the commandments and teaches others to do the same will be least in the kingdom of heaven. On the other hand, whoever obeys the law and teaches others to do the same will be great in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you then that uh, you will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven only if you are more faithful than the teachers of the law and the Pharisees in doing what God requires. Why does Apostle Paul continue to teach the Ten Commandments? Because Yahusha said, not the least point nor the smallest detail of the law will be done away with, not until the end of all things. What is included in that, even the very least of the important, even the least important of the commandments because there are some who profess to be followers of Yahushua who say well we do believe in the ten commandments except for the sabbath <laughs> right all ten except for the sabbath wait a minute that's not consistent did our king Yahushua said that we he, that uh, all of the ten commandments is to be, to be obeyed except for the sabbath is that what he said he even said Right? Not the least point, nor the smallest detail of the law. And so all of it, all Ten Commandments is included, including the Sabbath. Because this is what God requires from each and every one of us. And so if we have been baptized into Yahusha, it means we are in Yahusha. Right? And if we are in Yahusha, the requirements of the law has already been fulfilled in us. And so for us, before the eyes of Yahuwah Abba, we have already been cleansed. We don't need to go through the purification ceremonies, right? First of all, there's no more temple. We don't need to kill animals to purify us. We have already been purified. That was already fulfilled in us. This is why when you look at Romans 8, 14, it says the righteous requirement of the law has already been fulfilled in us. With who? Those who are in Christ Yahushua. There's no more condemnation. We're righteous in the eyes of Abba. We have been cleansed. No need to go through the 
uh, ceremonies found in the Torah. Okay, we've that's already been satisfied for us through Yahusha. However, what is our responsibility? If you take a look at Romans 8, 1 to 4, right, we have been set free from the law of sin and death. And we have met the, the righteous requirements of the law so that we are righteous before Abba. We have met all that already. But what is the, what is the obligation that we have? Bible says, this has been done to us. Those who will benefit from this are the ones who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You know, this apostle Paul mentioned that two times. See, that's our responsibility. We belong to Yahusha. We have to walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Question is, how do we walk according to the spirit? Do you know what has been written in our minds and in our hearts by the Spirit? Do you know what? What is written in our hearts and our minds by the Spirit? The book of Hebrews 8, 7 to 10. Before I read the book of Hebrews, it's talking about the new covenant. What is the new covenant? Who's the mediator of the new covenant? Who is it? Yahushua. So he's speaking about those who belong to who? Yahusha, right? And this is what he says, Hebrews 8, 7 to 10. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yahuwah. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And so when someone belongs to Yahusha, Someone is under grace. Does it mean that the laws of Yahuwah Abba are obsolete? No. Because the Bible says those who belong to Yahusha and have the new covenant, what will Yahuwah do through the spirit? What will he, what will he do? Abolish the law? No. He enhanced it. Right? How? Not only does he say that we must uh, receive the law. He has written the laws in our mind and in our hearts. How then can we say that the laws of Yahuwah are no longer relevant, no longer apply to us? They do, because Yahuwah himself will write them in our minds and in our hearts. This is why those who belong to Yahushua have the responsibility to keep the commandments of Yahuwah Abba. And if we are able to do that, then we remain faithful to Yahusha. This is why faithfulness to Yahusha means obeying the commands of Abba. And obeying the commands of Abba means being faithful to Yahusha. They go together. They're not apart. It doesn't mean if you belong to Yahusha and are faithful to him, it means you, you abolish the commandments of Abba. That's what some people think. They say, I mean, it's really absurd. Uh, some professing Christians they say, if you have faith in Yahusha, you no, longer, you no longer need the Ten Commandments. But the Bible teaches us you can't separate the two. This is why in Revelation 14, 12 down to 13, take a look, take a, a look at what uh, the Bible has to say. This calls for endurance on the part of God's people. Those who obey God's commandments and are faithful to Yahusha. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, happy are those who from now on die in the service of the Lord. Yes, indeed, answers the Spirit. 
They will enjoy rest from their hard work because the results of their service go with them. And so those who are faithful to Yahusha, they obey his. They obey the, the commandments of Yahuwah. Those who obey the commandments of Yahuwah are the ones who are faithful to Yahusha. They go together. This is why those who belong to Yahusha, they walk in the spirit. What does that mean? They obey the law of Yahuwah Abba that has been etched in their minds and in their hearts by means of the spirit. And so we follow Yahusha. Why? Don't forget, we, we belong to his body. We are parts of Yahusha. And at no point did Yahusha ever, ever violate the teachings of Abba. And so what is Yahusha's instruction to all of us, to all of us who claim that they belong to him? Let's read one more passage in the book of John 15. Uh, 10 to 12, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Brothers and sisters, what is the instruction of our King Yahusha? To those who say they belong to him. Yahusha says, keep my commandments. The commandments taught by our king Yahusha, are they different from Yahuwah's commandments? Are they different? No. It's the same one. That's why our king Yahusha, if you look at the grammar of John 15, 10 and 12, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments. And so Yahusha is telling us, not just to obey the commandments of Abba, which is what he taught, but also to obey them because I have obeyed them. You see, we're followers of Yahusha, and Yahusha obeyed the Ten Commandments. Does that include the Sabbath? Did Yahusha observe the Sabbath? Yeah. He observed the Sabbath. Not only did he observe the Sabbath, he restored the Sabbath, and he proclaimed himself. To be Lord of the Sabbath. And so for anyone to say we no longer need to observe the Sabbath. Then they are rejecting the Lord of the Sabbath. Who is that? Yahusha. Yahusha says I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. That's a commandment he continued to observe. And he wants us to follow. Because he keeps the commandments of his father. And he says also keep the same commandments. This is why the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah Abba, which he etched with his own fingers, right? Yahuwah Abba, he wrote them with his own fingers. The Ten Commandments on tablets of stone. Now, during our time, he wrote the very Ten Commandments in our mind, in our heart. And so we have an even greater obligation, more so than the Israelites during the days of Moses. Because during the days of Moses, it was not written in their minds and hearts, right? It was written on tablets. Now it's written in our minds and our hearts. That's why Yahushua says, obey them. So that we can abide in our king, Yahushua. And so that we can receive the joy that comes when it comes to following the teachings of Abba. Teachings of Abba are not burdensome. They are a delight. The joy our King Yahushua is speaking of here 
is the joy he has when he obeyed, because he obeyed the commandments of Yahuwah Abba. And he says, my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. We cannot have fullness of joy unless we obey all the commandments of Yahuwah Abba, including, including the observance of Sabbath. Okay, that is our lesson, brothers and sisters. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba, yes, merciful and gracious Yahuwah Alahim. Thank you so much for your blessings yes, in giving your son to die on the cross yes, that we may be redeemed from the curse of the law Amen. to be set free from the law of sin and death, free to be slaves of righteousness yes. in fulfilling your commandments Amen. that you wrote long ago on two tablets of stone yes. that you have now written by your spirit Amen. in our minds and in our hearts. Amen. Help us, loving Abba, yes. that we will obey every single one of your commandments yes, because we know this is liberty. Yes. This is joy. This is salvation. Amen. Yahusha, our king, yes. we want to remain faithful to you. Yes. And so we will obey your command to obey the teachings of Abba, yes. the same way you did every single one of the commandments yes. you were able to completely follow. Amen. Please empower us with your spirit yes. that we can complete this purpose in our Amen. life. Father, please remember your people throughout the world. Yes. Help us to uphold your righteousness yes. and help us to proclaim them to all people of the world. Amen. We ask and beg everything loving Abba. Yes. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.